my name is Ryan Hanley, and with me as always is Marty Agather. Say hi, Marty. Howdy, Marty. So, Marty, we got to talk about something. All right. I have gotten now two separate direct tweets to, to the Agency Nation account basically saying, Ryan, you're a dick. You need to stop being mean to Marty. Everybody is, everyone is very concerned about my attitude towards you. Do you feel that I treat you poorly on this podcast? Uh, I would say that uh, you treat me with the uh, same uh, level of disdain that I have for you. Uh, just mine is kept a little bit more private. Um, you know, so just just kind of explaining that all. Um, Ryan and I have a, a very, very good relationship, and we have no problem calling BS on each other. Uh, so those of you who think that maybe Ryan's, uh, riding me a little hard, he's probably just, you know, feeling a little chapped from the last time I wrote him. Uh, so don't let it worry you. It's very funny. It just, <laughs> I actually, as we're sitting here, I'm like trying to find the tweets on my phone. Cause it's one was like, Ryan, you're so condescending to Marty. One, one used the word condescending. And one actually used like, um, oh man, don't be so mean to Marty or something. It was it was really funny, and they came like a couple of days apart. So I obviously had listened to different episodes and gotten the same feel <laughs> that I was. Uh, um, I mean, I guess I did curse at you last episode, so I could see that. Um, that's all right. If, if only was that last knew, episode? That might have been two episodes yeah. ago, but yes. If only you guys hey, knew what you... Marty was like behind closed doors. That's exactly right. Uh, so that reminds me of that's a great question. I think this is episode number 35. 36, I think. 36. This is 36, Damn. yeah. And um, we have hit a new all-time high in downloads which i want to thank everyone in the month of august uh yes episode number 36 so any of the resources we talk about today guys you can get them at agencynation.com forward slash podcast and then look for uh episode number 36 um uh we crossed the 2000 download in a month threshold blew past it and went up over 2500 last time i checked 2500 downloads in a month so i want to thank everybody who absolutely show consistently and all the new listeners which we have obviously accumulated over the last few months it means so much to us we love doing this and and as much as i joke um and i'm going to speak for marty here, as much as i joke about the the uh the guy the two guys who tweeted me to be nicer to marty which i will try to be to a certain extent even though most of the time he doesn't deserve it um uh the, just the feedback the fact that you guys are listening and giving feedback even if it is that i'm a that i'm a jerk uh so appreciated so appreciated yeah, so those of you uh, who are listening, uh, you know, get over there to iTunes and subscribe. Subscribe on Stitcher. That helps us because it gets us in front of more new viewer, new listeners, and that's what we're looking for. We want to help as many agencies out there as we can, help young producers, old producers, new producers, experienced producers. We want to get them all tuned up and rocking and rolling because that's what keeps this great industry great is it's a – a huge opportunity to get out there, service your fellow, uh, your fellow citizen, and make a good living while you do it. I found the tweet. Um, 
This is from Parker, and he says, Gotta say, Ryan, coming off a little harsh over the past few episodes, Marty is the man. Yes, no, nice. Yes, nice. Thank you, Parker. I'm hoping he's Parker from Gold Rush, man. Because if, yeah. if he's watching me and I'm watching him, dynamite. I don't know if it's Parker from Gold Rush, but he certainly thinks that I'm into you. So, um, so and I can't, I can't find the other one. That's all right. This is bad radio, anyways. So, um, so okay. So I want to, I want to talk about this article that I found, and it actually, it's uh, well, I guess it's a little over a week old. Very simple article. It's a Seth Godin article. Anyone who knows Seth Godin knows that he he uh, he writes. He produces a new blog post every day. Uh, some of those blog posts are as short as a sentence, and some of them are, are quite long. It really is just whatever his whatever the topic is, his disposition, and the point he's trying to make. Um, but he wrote a he wrote a post called "Marketing in Four Steps," and I'm gonna I'm gonna outline the four steps for, for you, and then um, I'm gonna explain why I found this interesting and and how it relates to our industry. And then I know Marty actually has some uh, dissenting opinions, or at least. Uh, a little different take, which I think uh, will be pretty interesting to discuss here. I actually, he started to get into it, just so you guys know. He started to get into his opinion. I was just like, ah, don't tell me. I was like, save it. Like, we don't want to waste the flavor. So uh, then, then, we, then we move forward. But okay, so marketing in four steps. So basically, um, and this is a fairly short uh, post. He just said, the first step is to make something worth making, uh, tell a story worth telling, or create a, a product that, that people want, essentially. The second step is to uh, design and build it in a way that is actually beneficial to people and that they care about. The third step is uh, to get people excited about it, to tell your story, to share it with the world. And the last and final step, and then this is what I found interesting about this, uh, where Seth Godin says, this is the last and final step, but it is also, in his opinion, the most overlooked step. And this is the part where you actually show up regularly, consistently, and generously for years and years to organize and lead and build confidence in the change that you're trying to make. And here's, here's the point that I'm going to make with this article and what I found interesting about it. So when I look at the insurance industry and the agency, the independent agency model as a whole, and I look at these four steps and I say, okay, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that my opinion is we lack in marketing, right? We're not the worst but we are far from the best. And where can we find places to improve our marketing? So I'm, I'm looking at these four steps and I say, okay, step one, something worth making, a product worth buying. We have that, right? I, I think everyone listening to this would agree that the independent insurance agency model is the best way in which to procure uh, the insurance that's right for you, your family, your situation, your business, whatever have you. Um, there are no better professionals um, for distributing the product of insurance. So we have something worth buying. The second step, design a process which actually benefits people and they care about. Yeah, this step I'm like, eh, but, but we have that, right? We've been in business for 100 years. Uh, people have clients who are, you know, my father-in-law, is, he's, got, he's been in business for 46 years now and he has clients that have literally been with him for 46 years. Uh, that's incredible. It, it speaks to the fact that um, we have a good product and though I think there are many ways in which we can improve how we distribute or how we deliver that product, we do have a good feel for what that is. The third one, I'm actually going to skip the third one and go to the fourth one, right? So the most overlooked, according to Seth Godin, is showing up. If there is anything on this list that independent insurance agents do 
better than any other industry, in my opinion, it's show up. We put in the work. I've never met an independent insurance agent who wouldn't do the thing, be there when they need to be there, isn't always logged in to what's going on. Yes, do we check out on Fridays to go play golf occasionally? Maybe, but the idea is that we ha- we're there, right? This isn't a checked out industry for the most part, um, or we have people in our office to manage these things. We're there. Okay. The third one, when I look at this, is the step that we miss. We, for as you know, for as great as we may be or as good as we may be with the other three steps, it's actually step number three, the step that most startups, most uh, retail businesses that are successful, most businesses in other industries, they're successful because they're so good at number three. They tell this amazing story. Maybe their product isn't the best. Maybe they're not the best at, at distributing it. Maybe they don't show up all the time, but they're amazing at telling their story. We are the worst at telling our story, right? People hate insurance for the most part. So, Marty, and, you know, and this is kind of came to my head, and I said, if he thinks that's the most overlooked one, which means it's probably also the hardest showing up, and we do that very well, shouldn't it be easy for us? And maybe easy is the wrong word, but shouldn't it be less of a struggle to adopt step number three, tell your story? I'm going to roll two separate uh, points into this thing. Number one is um, goes back to the podcast we had a couple of uh, episodes ago. And the other one. I'm both, I guess, related to the old podcast. The one that I want to push back on. I just lost, a lot we just is, lost you for that entire bit. Really? You said, uh, I want to go back to this podcast, and then you cut out. Uh, That's right. Just okay. pick it up from there, because you're back now. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah, Ryan, thanks. Uh, I want to go to two separate uh, items. You know, I, One was a podcast from a couple of weeks ago, but the one uh, where I'm really going to push back on you the most is this topic that – we talked about maybe three months ago and you I'm now taking the side that you had in that episode and you're taking my side. And and when I go there, I think you're going to, you're going to see what I'm saying. Um, I think the last step you talked about us being able to show up all the time and, and, and being right there. Um, I think, I don't, I'm not with you there. I don't think we do a good job of showing up. I am not suggesting by any way, shape, or form that what you're saying isn't true. But what I think has gotten lost is that we might be showing up now in the wrong venues. And I don't know that we're not the strange guy in the town square tilting at windmills, okay? I'm not sure that we're not out there preaching to nobody that's part of the problem in my mind we take that a little have... further i take that a little further because that's an interesting thought but i'm 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 not all the way there with you so i, I so explain the tilting at windmills part to me i mean i understand the don quixote reference i'm just talking yeah. about as it relates to what we're doing sure so we no longer as an industry are where the consumer is 
you know, and this goes back to what I said, you know, this is, you told me that you thought that, uh, if everybody got on social media in the, in one, uh, one of our podcasts that, that that was going to solve our problems. And I took the opposite side, but I'm, I'm now on your side, which is because we're not out there in the social space, what's considered to be the current social space. Sure. We are in our, we are in our, uh, in our, um, communities we're we're out there we're the coach in the little league and we're on the you know on the school council and all that stuff right i'm not suggesting that that isn't important and i think that's what you meant when you said we're out there every day you know putting the time in but the problem is is that that reach is so much smaller and has dramatically less significance in today's um environment in the marketing environment that we're in that it's far less effective than it used to be. And so to some degrees, we're out there selling our, selling ourselves, but we're not selling it in a way that resonates anymore. And that's where I think the, the not showing up comes into play but don't is you because we're not that's show- the story. So I know, no, no, because I, you. because, because well, when you say that we're not, we're not, um, you know, we're not, distributing that message in a relevant way so you're saying you think our message in general is on point it's just that we're not able to show up in the places that people actually are no i'm because i'm not i'm not going to give you the third point either right because i think you're dead i think you're dead on there i think we do an incredibly poor job of telling our story we allow and, and this goes back to some stuff we've talked about in the past we allow our story to be defined by the lowest common denominator right this goes back to the podcast we had two weeks ago we allow you know we still are of that mindset that insurance is sold not bought so we're using all these hypey techniques rather than telling the real story, which is we help you navigate the maze of an incredibly complicated product and we do the work to make sure that you sleep well at night. Yeah. It's, That's the story. Yeah. And so the line I used the other day in, um, in my new keynote on disruption was, um, we need to transition from gatekeepers to tour guides, right? It's, it's, we, we can't, we're not, we are no longer the path to insurance. There are a thousand paths to insurance today. Our job should be, let me get you before you make your decision and guide you based on what you tell me, our relationship, what I know about you, my expertise. Uh, let me guide you down the path with the least peril. And... Um, that is a, that is a really strong cultural difference, um, from, from, from where our, our business kind of first was created, right? There was no other way to get insurance. You had to go through an IA. That's not the case today. And if we still try to be that gatekeeper and, 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 and hand, and have that same methodology, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna fail because what's going to happen is one of these, these tech startups who, uh, who, uh, received, you know, some of the more than uh, $1 billion, which was given in venture capital just in the first two quarters of 2016. So in the first half of the year, more than a billion dollars has been given uh, from venture capital firms to insure tech startups. 56% of those startups are focused on marketing and distribution. Why? Because for the, for reasons, so I'll, I'll, I'll buy. They want to take, they want to take 
the independent agent and actually the captive and the direct response agent, they want to take them out of the mix. That's what's going on. That money is targeted at the listeners of this broadcast. Yes, and and I think the issue is that we've created, I think what we have to come to grips with is that we've created these opportunities. It isn't, I think it would be, it would be easy to sit back and go, well, there's this new technology out and I'm just a local guy. So, you know, I can't really do what they can do. So, you know, I'm just going to keep doing it the way I always have. I think that that would be easy. It also uh, would be completely false. Um, and this is actually a point that I, that I made in that presentation as well, which is the technology that, that is the technology that insure tech startups are using has absolutely nothing to do with the disruption, right? The technology is just the technology. There's nothing, you know, there's a few things that are new or different and, and whatever, but, you know, and I know a lot of carriers deal with legacy issues when it comes to technology, but the, the, the more overwhelming issue is that these companies understand what consumers want from, a, from, a, from an experience, from a customer experience standpoint. And they're building products around that. And the three examples I like to use are Lemonade, Trove, and Metro Mile. And for those that don't know, Lemonade is peer-to-peer insurance company. Trove is micro-insurance. I have a guitar. I'm going to play a gig this weekend. I'm going to insure it for three days. And Metro Mile is I plug a thing into my, into my car, and I only pay insurance uh, for when I'm using it. So you're paying a very small fee for the, for the physical damage when it's sitting in your, in your driveway, but you're only really paying the significant portion of your premiums when you're driving the car and they can give you an estimate and it's, you know, there's some driver stuff in there too. But, um, these are filtering into the, the new consumer expectation and the new consumer experience, right? The millennials, uh, buy homes. I think it's, I keep forgetting this stat. Uh, I think it's nine years later than the, than the, don't don't hold me to nine, but it's quite a few years. It could be seven. Um, but I know for a fact that millennials are getting married seven years later than baby boomers, right? So millennials are starting their settled in life much later than previous generations. They also are re-urbanizing, right? They're staying closer to cities. They want to walk more. Uh, that type of stuff is important to them. So for those reasons, they might not be driving as much, right? The standard you know, what, what, what do you, what do you drive if you're just have a basic commute 15,000 miles a year, right? They might only be doing three. So in their mind, in a millennial consumer's mind, and really anyone in the connected generation, they're thinking to themselves, if I only drive three miles a year and my neighbor drives 20,000 miles or 3,000 miles and my neighbor drives 20,000 miles, why am I paying the same rate if all other things were equal, right? I, I know you got to underwrite the policy, but all things relevant, good credit score, um, you know, no accident history, married, similar age, um, similar, you know, make and model car doesn't, you know what I mean? Similar, similar style car. If I'm driving 3000 miles and, and, and she's driving 20,000, why are we paying the same rate? Which, you know, when we kind of community rate these things, that's what happens. And the, the millennial consumer is saying, I don't want that. I only want to pay for what I use. I don't want to insure my guitar as a, a special articles floater on my renter's insurance policy that I'm paying $250 a year for, I'll pay Trove $17 for these three days because otherwise it's up in my house and I'm not paying for it when it's up in my house. I'm only paying for it when it's on, when I'm on the road, right? Lemonade. No, you know, why not pool together with people, you know, choose your own risk pool and, and split 
uh, um, deductibles and manage deductibles in a way. Now, there are I feel that there are obvious issues with this model, but the idea of building your own peer groups using you know social network esque uh, functionality appeals to people because they don't want to get bogged down or they they feel like they can't trust the the carrier the the large institution the big business the big corporate that screwed them twice in the last ten years right uh, through you know dot com bubble burst uh, the housing bubble all the stuff that went on with Wall Street um, you know the, these millennials see these things and they go I don't trust the carriers I don't trust them so I'm going to use this peer to peer functionality where I know my deductible is going to get paid and we're all going to pool our funds and when you think about it in that way you can start to see how these businesses take all the technology out of it because any number of national insurance carriers could put the money into a project like this and have the technology. It's the mentality and the culture of thinking customer experience first. That is what the true change here is. Yeah, you know, you uh, you used customer experience and you had one other customer uh, term that I have since lost. Can expectation. Get be- Customer expectation, right. Well, I want to bring one more CE into the fold here and that is exposures all right dude say that again customer exposures okay oh ryan experience and customer expectations i want to throw a third um ce into the mix Yeah, I lost you again, dude. You're gone right now. X. Uh, I lost you for all that time, dude. Do I have you now? Do I have you now? I, I bet I do. Now. Yep, yep, yep. Now I got Are you, you there? Now. Yep, I got you Okay. Now. All right. So, um, yeah, you were kind of breaking up when you were talking there. So, um Thanks, Ryan. So here's what I want to go go back to. You brought up two points, customer experience and customer expectation. And I want to bring a third one into play that I would call customer exposures. The changing customer exposures that are driven by the new environment that we're in, right? And getting back to your um, marketing in four steps article from Seth is, you know, that's where we aren't bringing our A game. That's where we're not doing it in the fourth point because you know what? We're not, we're not exhibiting the expertise that we should be because we're ignoring all of these new exposures that our clients have, right? How many customers today have um, cyber liability issues? I would venture a guess virtually every commercial customer has that as an exposure. How many of your customers, your commercial customers, have you talked to about cyber liability? Is that because they don't have the exposure or is it because you're maybe a little bit concerned that you don't understand it, right? That's the professional the professional's job is to get out there to educate themselves to get on that stuff. So I want to go directly to a comment that I had an opportunity to um, have a number of discussions last week with the head of uh, Traveler's Personal Lines, Michael Klein. And he told me that they have brought out um, recently, the Traveler's uh, has brought out um, a an, an extension for 
uh, network drivers, right? So Uber, Lyft, and it's an extension to the personal lines policy that covers you during uh, two of the three phases, and I'm not going to get into the technicalities of, uh, of transportation network uh, exposure, but it's something, again, if you're not aware of it, you should know because I guarantee you some of your clients are probably driving for those things to make a little bit of extra pocket change, right? Um, they brought out this policy a year ago in two states, and to date they've sold 500 policies through independent agents. Now, it's one of the things that we hear here at trustedchoice.com all the time. We get inbound inquiries from people who, who are driving for those networks who want to know how to solve their problem, right? We've railed previously, and we've congratulated carriers that are bringing these products out. So number one, I want to congratulate the travelers, but number two, I want to say, what the heck? Where are those, why aren't we writing those policies where we, we've given an opportunity, right? Because I got news for you, if Travelers doesn't feel they can make any money and it's not a product that their agents want to sell, they're certainly not going to expand it into other states. Yeah. It, all these things, you know, it's really, it's really interesting when you look at the ecosystem of the insurance industry, how reliant we are on each other, right? I mean, how many industries have such a... Uh, it's like every situation is chicken and egg, right? Like uh, we have tons. I mean, if there were, and I would love, and I'm going to throw this out there, I would love to find a hungry insurance agent that writes taxis that wants to jump on our platform and start to crush it with taxis and Uber and can do that because so many agents on our platform, so many agents email us and say, Ryan, Marty, you guys sent me a terrible referral. It was a taxi driver. And it's like, that's not a terrible referral. That's a $3,200 policy, maybe through non-standard, but maybe through standard if you if you have the right companies. I mean, that's not a terrible policy. You might not like to write it. It may not be what you normally write, but it's a $3,200 policy. Give it to one of your younger producers. Let them work on it, right? Like, it, it comes down. You said before, you know, we're talking about all these issues, you know, and I, and I just, the word that keeps coming to me, you, you're, you're talking about cyber, hungry. Who are the hungry agents? Who are the hungry agents? Because the hungry agents sell cyber. I remember when I was an agent seven years ago and cyber was like a, a, a five-letter curse word, right? Like, oh, don't do that. We don't even want to pretend the internet doesn't exist. And, and, and I was talking about it, right? Because I was poor and I was hungry. I'll sell anything. <laughs> I mean, geez, if you'll open your wallet, I'll sell you whatever you want. And, um, and you know, it wasn't because I loved cyber liability or it wasn't even because I had the vision to think that it was going to be some big thing. It just was... Here's another policy I can cross sell into this into this commercial lines account, and I feel like too too often we get bogged down in well they only contacted us because of uh, they contacted us because of renters. It's another one that we get that that a bad referral. Uh, renters only, Marty. How can you send us a renters only? So was it really renters only? They have auto. Well, they contacted me. It said renters only. I didn't even call them back. I don't want renters. And it's like what? You didn't yeah, call or them monoline back. auto, another one of the ones monoline I just want to So let's talk about monoline auto for a second, and then I, I want to circle back to this four, this marketing and four steps as we're already we're already way off the rails at this point. But <laughs> monoline auto, let's talk about monoline welcome, auto. Welcome to the average average podcast with Ryan and Marty off the rails. You know, maybe that's what we should change our title. Yeah, off the rails. Or I like tilting at windmills is another one of my favorites. Um which is actually probably going to be the title of this podcast. So, um, Monoline Auto. Marty, how often would you say you get an email from an agent 
that says, Marty, I'm sick of these crappy referrals. You sent me a monoline auto referral. How often do you think that happens? You know, I mean, it's not like it's once a day, and it, but it certainly isn't once a quarter. You know, we get them regularly. A couple times a month maybe is fair? Yeah, okay. exactly. So let's talk about monoline auto for a second. And, and when we do this, if you are an established producer, try to think back to your first five years in the business, okay? Think about when someone would call you and they'd say, you know what, Marty, uh, I got this problem. And um, I need your help with it. Uh, I just bought a car and I need insurance. Okay? Monoline auto. That's monoline auto request. And then, Marty, what, what's your next, what would be the next question that you ask me? Would it be, would it be, hey, you got a homeowner's policy? Ah, no, you know, I'd, close, I'd close the auto first, but then I'd say, do you ah, have a homeowner's policy? You son of a... <laughs> um, but, you know, I would probably ask, hey, well, I home and auto discount. There's a discount if you're possible. Do you, do you have a, do you have yeah, a, do you have a homeowner's I account? And, um, and the person goes, uh, oh, no, I don't own a home. Well, you know what? There's still a discount on a renter's insurance policy, and um, I'm sure you live somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, I live here. Well, well let's raise your renter's insurance policy. We'll get them put together. You'll probably end up saving. You'll net out lower on your auto policy, and we'll get you in. Maybe. Let's say they don't. Let's say they just buy an auto policy. And... Uh, the way I would work that is I would say I'll I'll save you some, I'll save you so much money on your auto policy that you'll get the runner's policy at no charge. Exactly right. And and again, I'm not trying to tell anyone how to sell. Right. This isn't a sales podcast. Right. Nor was I the most amazing salesman that I can give anyone sales tips. But I guess the idea that I'm trying to get across to you is that nobody. Here's the other thing. Say you write just a monoline auto. Say you write just a monoline auto, because that's the problem they have today. Is there a decent chance they're going to come back to you when they have another problem? Like, hey, Marty, I'm buying a home, man. I'm buying a home. I'm, I'm jacked out of my mind. I, I, I saved up my money, and I'm buying, I'm buying my first house. Great. You know what's even greater? We have your auto already, so we're going to put it together with your home. Okay. Let's say you write just a monoline auto. What's another uh, positive scenario that could come out of this? You know, you know what, Jeff? They might, they might actually be related to somebody. They probably were born. Yeah, they I'm might guessing. have a family. They may have friends in the area. They may have know somebody else who needs insurance who isn't monoline auto. It's guys, I, I, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably don't do this. Most likely not, right? You listen to this podcast, you've stomached much of Marty and my diatribe, so you probably don't do this. But you most likely have friends in the industry that do who say things like, "I won't write renters policies. I won't write standalone." you know, liquor liability, I won't write monoline auto. We have to think bigger than that. that that's you, or that, not you who's listening, but that's the individual, the agent, putting their worldview on their customers. And that is the mentality in a nutshell that's destroying all these marketing steps as we've just gone through. I started with just, we don't do one or number three. And then Marty blew up number four. Then it was like, well, we're not really selling the right products necessarily. So that's number one gone. And our processes are antiquated. So that's number two gone. So when we, and, and what I think what, what Seth is, is saying here, if you can wrap it up and I'm going to use this word a million times in, in, over the course of the next year is when we think in terms of customer experience, right? Their problem today is auto insurance. It does not mean that for the rest of their life, the only insurance product they're ever gonna need is auto insurance. It does not mean that. We have to get out of that mindset. 
when they, with the internet, with the internet in general, they're solution, they're, uh, they're searching for solutions, right? I'm gonna give you another case in point. We had a, we had an agent um, who called us again about uh, poor quality referrals, and I'm, I'm, we have a lot of really great referrals, and we actually had 10,000, we're at 10,400 plus as of uh, in August, we're recording this on August 31st, so we have destroyed our previous record of 8,303. We are doing incredibly well, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the exceptions out and explaining them to you. So um, here's how this went. We actually listened to the phone call. Uh, and then she sent us an email later. That's why we listened to the phone call. So a kid from Boston calls, standard U.S. accent, right? So nothing crazy about this. Um, no, you can't use any of those biases, racial biases that sometimes agents like to use. Not that we ever do that. Um, says, hey, I just bought a BMW and uh, I need to get auto insurance. And she, her first response is, the woman who picked up the phone, uh, her first response is, oh, do you have any other insurances? And he says, no, I really just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the dealership right now. I need to get a policy. And, um, and she said, well, you don't have a home or renter's insurance policy? And he said, he said well, I, I don't right now, but I, I need this auto insurance policy because I'm going to the dealership to pick up my BMW that I just bought. And she goes, I'm sorry, sir, we can't help you. We don't write monoline auto. Click. Now, this is a young guy, well-spoken, buying a BMW, so obviously he paid a little bit of money for it. I'm not saying that guarantees he's a great risk, but wouldn't even consider the account. Wouldn't even consider the account. I, it just like, it like it, it's, it's like my mind melts, and I say to myself, what are we doing here, guys? Because here's the problem, and, and for everyone listening to this who I know does not do this thing, and I'm not being facetious. If you listen to this show, I'm sure that you're hungry and you push, or otherwise you wouldn't put up with us. But the point is, that guy now looks at all independent insurance agencies that way. He doesn't look at Joe. Oh, it's just a Joe. Oh, that's just a Jones agency. You know, they're they're just they're curmudgeons over there. I'm gonna go someplace else. In his mind, he goes. Man, I'm not trying independent insurance agency anymore. They can't even write my auto insurance. State Farm, Allstate, Geico, Nationwide, General, whoever is next, whoever pops up next in Google's, who he's calling, and you know they're gonna write it. And now he's into their system. Now he's hooked in, and as he needs more stuff, they're gonna write more stuff for him. And we're gonna go. Why are we losing market share? And it's because we have all these weird, antiquated concepts around what we will write and what we won't because it's based on our experience. We're building a business based on our experience instead of the customer experience. And if you can hold that thought in your mind, I promise you, all the other stuff that Marty and I talk about in this podcast, all the other stuff you read in Agency Nation, all the things that you're going to learn when you join Agency Nation University, go to university.agencynation.com to learn more, is going to make complete sense i promise here 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 is where serendipity comes into play all right so we talked about this i don't know a month ago you and i did ryan not on our podcast we said "Ooh, this would be a cool thing for our podcast i want to compare and contrast what you just said now it's going to take this is this is a tech 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 exercise so we'll make but you just let's make sure that we can get this. And you tell me, Ryan, if you can hear the phone ring right now. What we're going to do is we're going to listen to an inbound call to an agency for a monoline 
EPL policy. That's right. Right. A monoline pollution policy, 97% of all agents would hang up on it. Let's hear what happens. Thank you for calling. Somebody I direct your call. Hi, I'm trying to get a pollution uh, pollution insurance quote for a business. Well, let me double check and see if Mikhail's here. Hold on. Why not? Hello, how can I help you? Hi, my name is Lenny. I'm calling to get a quote on pollution insurance for a business, a mechanic shop specifically. Ooh, um, okay. Uh, do, are y'all currently insured for your garage liability policy? We are, but they do not have uh, pollution or they don't offer it. Who do you go through for your garage policy? I believe uh, it's insurance. Where are they located? I mean, y'all are here in New Orleans, right? Well, we're in Kenner, actually, but we are trying to move, and the building that we're moving to that we're about to sign a lease on is in Harvey. Okay. We actually have a, a auto dealership program, and I'm just wondering... Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if y'all would uh, qualify to get a quote from them because they would do it all, and mm-hmm. I could guarantee the price would be a lot better and the coverage would be a lot better because we'd get you through our program. And when, when were you looking to get this quote by? I mean, this is not something I'm going to be able to have today. You know, it's going to take a few days. For no, when um, whenever you're able to get to it, we're trying to move into the new building in the next two weeks or so. So. We're just trying to make sure we have all the insurance and every other paperwork in order. You're looking at, like, the end of this month or, like, June 30th or before then? That's what I was going to say. June 30th is fine. So, Marty, um, I'm going to tell you what I love about that clip. He he says, if you qualify, right? So he's he's hooking her in. He's saying, you know, he didn't just say, oh, we don't write pollution. He said, hey, look, we got this package. Um it works really well for he's doing what agents do. This is just, it's such a home run. Like that's excites me. You know what I mean? Our job, what we do every day, you and I at a macro level is we drive business to independent insurance agency, right? Whether it's educating them, whether it's this thing that we're doing here now, or uh, it's through the referrals that we send through trustchoice.com. And when you see an opportunity like that, which he actually ended up writing, he ended up writing that package for her. Uh, man, that just, it just like makes it all worthwhile. I mean, I mean that in like a, the, I mean that in the most sincere way. Like it, it really is exciting when you connect the person. She's got a problem, right? She's got a current provider, but they don't write pollution. And this guy comes in, provides her with a great program, is is great on the phone with her, and gets the business. And you're like, bam! She's never leaving our system because she just had a wonderful experience. Exactly. I mean, this is this is the key to this whole thing. It's not the immediate opportunity that's in front of you. It's what that opportunity right now provides you with the option to do, which is to delight the customer and gain a customer for life. Marty, this has definitely not been the episode that I thought it would be when we first started, uh, when we first popped open the microphones, but... Uh, I kind of like it. I kind of like where we went. We're only going to talk about one article. We've we've talked enough today, so I'm gonna. I think we should wrap this up. But um, but really great stuff. I, I just hope people take in. You know, think customer experience. Be hungry. You know, understand that that in general, our system has picked the low hanging fruit for people who would naturally be you know come towards IAs, and we got to work for the next 
the next layer of our business we need to really work for. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes it fun, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it. So um, I want to thank all you guys for listening. And I'm going to put one quick plug in here. Agency Nation University, it is live. Uh, you can get in early bird, university.agencynation.com and put in, uh, type in the coupon codes. I'm going to give you special coupon codes. So write this down. Z, the number two S. So Z, two S, Z, the number two S, early bird, all one word. Z, two S, early bird. And that gets you 50% off for the lifetime of your membership on Agency Nation University. Uh, it's just the course is going really well. We got a fantastic uh, testimonial. You can check out the rest of them. But uh, Alex DePazzo, who owns an agency down in Miami, great guy. Um, you know, he, he just left a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, testimonial. And I'm actually, I'm not even going to read that testimonial to him. I'm going to read the Facebook private message that he sent me after he left that referral. Um, he said, I just wanted to say that uh, though I haven't been able to complete uh, only about a quarter of zero to sales, I just posted my review because uh, the part that I've been able to get into so far is so amazing that I wanted to get that review out before you open this up to the public. Great work. Uh, Alex, thank you, man. I appreciate you. I'm so happy you're part of this community. Uh, the, the Facebook community has been phenomenal. Agents are coming together and and like starting blog, you know, buddy blogging accountability things and asking great questions and talking about technology stuff. And, and we're like just scraping the tip of the iceberg here. So uh, I'm looking forward to many more people joining this community and really starting to help each other grow and, and taking this to a whole nother level. Again, university.agencynation.com. Use the promo code or coupon code Z2S, Z2S. Z2S Early Bird, all one word. Z2S Early Bird. You get 50% off for the lifetime of your membership. Uh, it's it's the lowest the price is ever going to be again. Is this and um, and I, I just I want you guys to be there. If you love this podcast and you want to take your digital marketing to the next level, this is the best tool that Marty and I can offer you, and we're so happy to do it. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for everything you guys do for us. Uh, and uh, looking forward to seeing everyone who comes to the leadership conference. We're out of here. We're out of here.